Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 474, October 9th, 2020. 86 degrees was the high on this day in 1938, and as chilly as 22 in 1895, and a sad and lonely reminder. Tomorrow, what's tomorrow? That'd October be the 10th. 10th? Yep. Uh, it hit 90. In 1928, and that's the last 90 I can find on my all-encompassing weather calendar. So kiss it goodbye, baby. (laughs) From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I've been doing some thinking on the Garage Logic service road of life, and you'll recall that term that I threatened to steal. I think it was Bert. Uh, malignant idleness. Yes. Right? Yes. I think that's what we all suffer from. Malignant idleness. In what way? That we're constantly treading water trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Let me give you some examples. Uh, this week, the governor gave himself a fifth consecutive uh, run at a 30 day emergency power deal, right? Because yep. yep. he said the cases are spiking mm-hmm. and they don't have the. Uh, they don't have the positive test rates where they want them. They're above 30%. And so he slaps on the other. Okay. Now, here's today. This is just Pioneer Press. Coronavirus surge may push more Minnesota schools to close. Klobuchar co-sponsoring U.S. Senate mask mandate. Tensions rise as virus cases surge in Wisconsin and Dakotas. Contact tracing leads to cancellation of St. Paul High School football game. Then you get down to this beauty. Minnesota increases restaurant table capacity in loosening of COVID restriction. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm happy for the restaurant industry. But on the one hand, you're telling me we're in dire straits here. Uh, you need another 30 days, Gov, to wear your sheriff's badge. And now all of a sudden I'm reading, and it's got the always available picture of the dining room at the Lexington. Uh, we run more pictures of the Lexington in this paper. <laughs> Minnesota increases restaurant table capacity to 10 in loosening of COVID restriction. And I was reading the story, and again, I'm, I'm all in favor of this. Uh, these people are, you know, f- as many as 55% of all restaurants and bars in this state uh, could go under completely within a year. Are you aware of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to one uh, restaurant owner just the other day. Those dining at restaurants can now have 10 people at their table, four to six more than was previously allowed under COVID restrictions. On Thursday, the state updated the guidance for restaurants and bars in the section on party sizes and expanded the number of people allowed at a table to 10 people, regardless of whether they are from the same household. Previously, the capacity was four or six if it was a family. The changes take effect immediately. Party sizes in bar areas will continue to be held to four people per table. Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development Commissioner Steve Grove announced the change Thursday morning in a conference call to the Deed Hospitality Roundtable. A group of hospitality leaders in Minnesota, Hospitality Minnesota CEO Liz Rammer, said it was a step in the right direction. There's been an urgent need 
to make a move here, especially with patios closing down and then with the holidays coming up. Holidays are a revenue driver, said Rammer, whose group has been in talks with the state on key issues for the hospitality industry during the pandemic including uh, increased event capacity, table sizes, and restaurant capacity. Restaurateurs, restaurateurs breathe a sigh of relief at the news, as you, as you can well imagine. But let me tell you something. I'm malignantly idle right now. What the hell am I supposed to believe? Right. You know, and that's just it. I, I, I was about to cite an article that our guy Bernie sent to us yesterday, and it was featuring uh, Billy Kolslack and Jack's Cafe saying how the new state guidelines up to 10 people now can share a table. Well, that's all well and good. And I hope, you know, Jack's Cafe, 30 bales. I hope these guys can in some way recoup some of their losses. But the problem is the public is still petrified because of the fear that was instilled in them. Right. So you can right. open up whatever you want. But if if mom and dad don't want to take the family out for dinner, what it doesn't matter how many people because you've yeah. brainwashed so many people in a An- complete yep. fear. And another good example of that, Chris, is movie theaters that yep, are open, yep. um, but people just aren't going. Yep. It's the exact same thing. Uh, I'm not going, and I'll tell you why. Why, Joe? The one bit of counsel that I've seized upon during since March, the one thing that has made the most sense to me, is staying out of enclosed indoor rooms full of people. That's yep. that's made that's made sense to me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of you know wearing a mask out for a bicycle ride does not make any sense to me whatsoever. No. no. Uh, but if you want to tell me that, if Fauci wants to tell me that you are most generally at risk in large gatherings of people in indoor rooms uh, with with the windows closed or whatever, uh, and they're all talking. That that seems to me uh, when you uh, end up with one of these stories about a, a spreader event. And so I've been more than happy, uh, as antisocial as I am anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to stay out of those situations and I'm a really lucky guy that I haven't really had any need to be in those situations. Same. Yeah. yeah. My my situation is exactly the same. And I'm going to face that cuz I've got a a good friend's wedding next weekend and we're undecided if we're going to attend because it is indoors. I attended a wet my brother's kid got married in July. I went to it. We went to it. Went to the church. They were really careful. They bought the whole social distancing thing. Then we had the big gathering at a farm, but it was outside. I didn't feel vulnerable. No, that seems perfect. Yeah. So uh, it's indoor rooms. Well, now you're telling me that despite all of these other headlines, we can loosen the restrictions now on restaurants. And again, I'm happy for the restaurant owners. Mm -hmm. My God, they're suffering something fierce. And and now you're telling me it's okay. Right. Okay, that's that's wonderful. But it's interesting who is telling me 
that it's okay. Sure. Uh, it's the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development Commissioner Steve Grove. Now, we can make the presumption that he counseled the health department before this. I, I doubt that he's a rogue who came up with this on his own. What Are you saying that he, he came up with this because he has skin in the game? Is that what you're trying to say? No, 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 no. I, I'm saying uh, he's not a health department commissioner. Oh, I got you. He's, okay. a, he's an employment and economic development commissioner. Uh, commissioner and I, I doubt that he came up with this without having counseled his superiors. I got you. Well, because like I said earlier, though, I, I, I took my boys uh, to 30 bales. This would be two Fridays ago, two weeks ago today. And... Um, it was great. We, had, I mean, there wasn't a lot of people indoors, but it was a nice afternoon. So those both those patios, there were a lot of people out there. And I was talking to Todd, and I and I said, "How how are things?" He said, "Well, the patio's saving us right now, but once we lose that, I have no idea what's going to happen." And he basically told me, "People are afraid to come sit inside." You know, Let, let's talk about malignant idleness as it might pertain to just us. It was first observed and used to describe the malaise around 38th in Chicago on a, mm-hmm. on a lazy summer afternoon. Uh, I, I got, I think it was Bert. I, I apologized if I got the wrong emailer, but he said at the end, he came away with the idea that he was sensing malignant idleness, meaning people didn't have anything to do. They're just kind of wandering back and forth with nothing to do, but that's all of us. I know I, I know we're working, but we're very fortunate to be in, a, in an industry where we can work, like we're working. It's not difficult for us to do this. Uh, but I got to thinking, do we even remember what normal was? Because I reject, I reject this as the new normal. I join uh, Scott Mature out in Montana and other people who say, this is the new normal, get used to it. I reject that. But we are so far away from normal that it's getting hard to remember what it was like. We're, we seem artificially constrained in just our dealings with other human beings. We've become, what have we become? Sheep? <laughs> Sheepish? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I would say a great degree of the population has, especially here close to the country's tallest buildings, the state's tallest buildings. It is a different story outstate. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot different. There is mask wearing, but I'm seeing a lot of cars parked at nightclubs and bars and roadhouses, and uh, you know the fishing goes on, the hunting goes on, the outdoor recreating goes on. Um, but you get to, boy, I got into town yesterday, and uh, there's people driving around in their cars wearing masks. And like you said, Joe, there's people out on a bike ride wearing a mask. And the damage that that is doing mentally has got to be incredible. Well, I actually have a piece here. I was going to forward it to you guys, but I'll just read a couple of paragraphs here. This is out of Newsweek. This uh, Someone sent this to me uh, this morning. Over 6,000 scientists sign anti-lockdown petitions saying it's causing irreparable damage. This is by Matthew Impelli. More than 6,000 scientists have signed this petition. Uh, The petition, which is named the Great Barrington Declaration after the town of Massachusetts it was signed in, was written October 4th and has signatures from at least 2,826 medical and public health scientists, 3,794 medical practitioners, and 60,000 members of the general public. Do you have the verbiage of yep. it? Can you <clears throat> recite some of the lines? So the, the professor of medicine at Harvard said the following. 
as infectious. Do we have a name for that? Person? Sorry, I'm sorry. I, uh, Dr. Martin Koldorf, a professor of medicine at Harvard. Dr. Suentra okay. Gupta, a professor at Oxford University. Okay. And Dr. J. Batruba, a professor at Stanford University Medical okay. School. Well, they ain't Good. talk show hosts, are they? Right. Right. <laughs> Quote the following. Right. As infectious right. disease epidemiologists and public health scientists, we have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies and recommend an approach that we call focused protection, the petition says in its opening line. Current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health. I will post this to not only the uh, the GL yeah, Facebook page, do. but also the Garage Logic website. This It's eye-opening. This what, what is meant by lockdown? For example, right now, we're not locked down. No, but they're talking more about I, I mentioned this the other day i'm worried about what this is doing with kids i'm officially now worried about kids as i study my two girls my little girls eight you are years or old. not or i am you are i not. am you i am okay. you're, on board officially, with, you're on board with what i said a couple weeks yes, ago aren't i you? am i am because I'm now, telling one of them you, oh, ahead, one of the the eight-year-old is so gregarious and so uh mature for her age i'm not terribly worried about her but the four-year-old is a wildcat and uh She's uh, she's just a little heathen that I I don't know what 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 effect this might have on her, uh, and I I worry about it. Uh, but I I'm told by the CP that the four year old she goes half days, uh, she in preschool, uh, she does not have that they do not have to wear a mask. Those little kids are oh, not really? wearing masks. Yeah. Wow. The eight year old is wearing ma- a mask. Those, See, those classes hmm. have to wear a mask. And what I cited was my my. Eight-year-old, he's in third grade. Well, he already has his buddies that he's he's gone to school with for a couple of years. So, for the most part, he's he's cool. But my little guy just started kindergarten. He doesn't know anybody in his classes. And I remember picking him up a couple of weeks ago, and he was just sad. He said, "We don't talk to each other." And I got, and he oh, might have been. Weird. It, it just it, it broke <sighs> my heart. You know, yeah. Th- these kids need to develop these social skills right now. Well, getting back to my my theory, we're, we're not physically or technically uh, in a lockdown right now we we can leave our home stores are open what have you for now but we are we have however unwittingly however unconsciously we have narrowed our field of travel we have we have yeah. narrowed we have narrowed our engagement with with our civil contract uh, we have narrowed our engagement with other human beings. We're, we're, we go for a walk, and one or the other of us is going to cross the street. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. I, 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 I can't walk right now, and I miss that terribly. <laughs> but but um, I, before I did this stupid thing, uh, I, I experimentally chose to never cross the street if someone was approaching me, and invariably— invariably the person approaching me uh it's like it was like playing chicken and they mm-hmm. cross they cross the street or walk out into the street out out into traffic yeah and i wasn't Seeing doing lot, it to yeah. be i wasn't doing it to be unkind or to be challenging i was just doing it as a social experiment are two of us right. able to pass on the same sidewalk for god's sakes mm-hmm. and the answer is no the answer is no and you're also and i guess this is just from personal experience because i have i have a lengthy commute I am just sensing a lot more hostility amongst people. 
thus, especially on the roads and, and thus, else. without a doubt, yeah. thus malignant idleness. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Thus malignant idleness. We don't need militia men to threaten to kidnap and execute the governor of Michigan. No, that's that's not advised. That's not advised. That's malignant idleness. But well, that. Go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. Such, have you seen any of the TV commercials? There, I don't know if they're commercials or PSAs, but they pretty much encourage and they say, "Stay home, stay safe." We're all in this together. Oh stay God, home, I hate that phrase so stay much. Stay safe. I hate to what and, end? Oh, to right. what end? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's just amazing. If I hear we, that we, stupid phrase, we're all in this together from another politician one more time, I am going to throw a punch. Why does the collective we need a politician or some mythical higher up to tell us how to live our lives? Well, Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid and always pushing back, he would say... We are in the midst of a leftist attempt to dismantle our constitutional rights and freedoms. At what point do we tell Governor Walls to stand down or be taken down as the leader of this state? Enough is enough. It's time we start letting the facts, which have been buried by the media, get into the light of day. For the mental welfare of our kids and maintaining the workings of a free society, we all need to start making some noise to those who are currently suppressing us on what is really another aspect of just living on the planet Earth. Yeah. Uh, prior, uh, uh, above that in the email, he was uh, saluting the uh, the success of Sweden, which apparently uh, relied on the common sense of its citizens, to which I would say, I mean, they left everything open. Schools never closed, nothing, and they have fewer deaths per capita than, than we do. But But it's much easier to ask a small nation to use common sense than it is a nation of 330 million people where we are so absent common sense that militia men were ready to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Right. So don't tell me we could have relied on the common sense of the American citizen. But let me get back because I want to nail this down. I think it's important. This concept of malignant idleness. It's, uh, it's transforming us. Uh, we have become, ah, I think I'm getting it. We've become, we've become a group. I'm getting there. Come on now. Come on, you could fool me, fool me. <laughs> Don't distract him, Reavers. Let it, let, it, let it happen. Let it unfold. I think I got it. I think I got it. Open up, brain. Open up, brain. Okay. We've become a nation of people who are waiting instead of a nation of people who are doing whoa god i think i got it i think i got it i did not know you were going to be this good today i think i got it i gotta write that down right we are a nation i'm writing it down wait i already forgot what you said we are a nation of people perfect we are a nation of people who are waiting thus malignant idleness Mm -hmm. as opposed to having been as recently as march 1st a nation of people who are doing. Ooh. I had no idea no. I was going to be this good today. Not to, I had no idea either, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you could be your own sidekick. <laughs> There's where the malignant idleness can be identified. We yeah. are we are we are not busy doing. We are very busy waiting. Waiting. Yeah. And I and think, what what are we waiting for? Right. 
Well, this well, mythical figure on high to tell us what to do. Or we're waiting for a vaccine, or we're waiting for the uh, tornado siren to go off, signaling the all-clear sound at 1 p.m. today. We're waiting for something. We don't even know what it is. I guess most generally would be a vaccine, but that's but a long I, way away. On the other hand, we're hostily... No, uh, that doesn't. that's not a word. We get hostile when Trump is big upping the country and when trump is saying go out and live your lives don't let this virus control your lives and oh my god the hate just rains down on him well kenny what what about kamala harris calling this this is the biggest what, what was the exact word she used uh, this was the most devastating impact of the way that we've handled it i'll find the exact quote but i'm thinking are you are you crazy what what, what are you talking about yeah, I don't know what you're. What you I'm mean? I'm gonna have there. to find the exact quote. Because was, was it, that in reference to? What was that in reference to? To the handling of the coronavirus situation. I'm gonna look it up. What the exact quote was? Because I, I just, I laughed when I saw it. Back to the opening statement. Uh, restaurants now, despite all of the other headlines, and again, I'm happy for the restaurant owners. They can now seat as many as ten people at a table, and you don't even have to be from the same family. Okay, that's wonderful. But you're also telling me the the sheriff needs another 30 days. You're also telling me cases are spiking. You're also telling me the positivity rate is above 30%. You're also telling me that schools are going to close. You're also telling me that contact tracing has resulted in the cancellation of the first weekend of some high school football games and on and on and on. So so what what does that do? That continues to encourage us to be people in waiting as opposed to people doing. All right. I because, found, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I found the exact quote whenever you whenever you. Yeah, go it. ahead. Uh, this was her talking about uh, the president. Well, the American people have witnessed what is the greatest failure of any presidential administration in the history of our country. Oh, God, here we and go. And here are the facts. Ugh. 210,000 dead people in our country in just the last several months. Over seven million people who have contracted this disease. One and in five businesses die. closed. Right. We're looking at frontline workers who have been treated like sacrificial workers. Okay, I can't, I can't take any more. No. Uh, she's terribly unlikable. Oh, oh yeah. Boy, is she. I had a guy tell me that Hillary is likable compared to Kamala. Really? Yeah, yeah. She makes oh, Hillary look likable. I know, I know. But yeah, the way yeah. she speaks, and, and I didn't, I didn't see much of the condescending. Exactly. She just right. has that. I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad you're be able to keep up with me here. Oh, oh right, okay. like a teacher to a class of fifth graders. Thank you. That's exactly the way that she talks. And by the way, Kamala, watch the video that I posted yesterday about what it's like living in California right now. It's eight minutes of depressing hilarity. Yep. It's Kamala. Kamala. Just think of the word comma. Kamala. Meanwhile, Joe, the doers, you know what their doers are going to do? The doers are going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the beans got to come off. The corn is drying out. We got to get that off. We got to get it to the, to the, to the, 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 the market. Y- you know, life, is, life has to continue yep. for uh, the most of us. And, and, it, and it is. It is. But with so many caveats that right. it's like we have, a, we have a leash on us. Yeah. We, we have become a nation of people 
who are waiting as opposed to people who are doing. Now, granted, as, as Kenny just pointed out, the truck drivers are doing, the farmers are doing, the aim high construction people are pounding nails. I mean, it, it's it's happening. They're selling bikes at EcoFund uh, Motorsports in Forest Lake. <laughs> There's a year-end sale now on all scooters and electric bikes. These are the lowest prices and best selections right now. So Woo-hoo. get get in there before the snow flies. New oh, step through, new step through, 24-inch and 26-inch Bintelli electric bikes ready to go. These are easy on and off for anyone. And forget the hills. Just push that thumb throttle and say goodbye to your partner trying to pedal up the hill with his mask on. <laughs> Fat Bintelli, <laughs> fat tire Bintelli e-bikes are great for hunters and off-road riders all year long. Get this, they can add studded tires if you need to ride around on Lake of the Isles all winter. All remaining wild side, old school looking electric bikes are on sale for $14.99. All Yamaha electric bikes on year-end sale for the lowest prices of the year. And the new 2021 Yamaha snowmobiles and ATVs are uh, at EcoFun. They're ready to take home to ride. And they want to thank all the GLers who purchased bikes in the month of September with $100 from each purchase going to Eric Mishy's Hope on the River for his Spare Key Foundation. This is EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 because we own 61. It's on Highway 61 right in downtown Forest Lake. I had no idea I was going to be this good today. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Well, Chris Miller, he got it right. He said it right. The quote of the week, uh, the GLers have come out of the woodwork and are queued up for home improvement projects all winter and next spring with Aim High Construction, MN.com. And you guys have signed up for everything. Uh, roof, basement uh, remodel, new deck out back, kitchen, bath. Uh, Chris and his crew, what a great bunch of guys. And boy, there's, I don't think there's a job they can't handle. I know the work they did around my place is amazing. We got new stuff all over this place. The curb appeal is fantastic, and it continues right into the interior of this house is just amazing and it's all thanks to chris miller and aim high construction everything came in on budget and on time and uh, you glers you, you've got them busy uh, it's the spencer grundhofer effect yeah <laughs> he's that busy if you want to get signed up with the very best get yourself put on the list and then get ready to be happy go ahead and anticipate happiness because that is what you're going to get his name is Chris Miller. His company is Aim High Construction. The website that will lead to that home happiness, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Uh, Chris, you had something you wish to add. Well, we were talking about you know COVID, lockdown, the negative effects, and all of that. I, I really think that if Governor Walls you know, continues to uh, issue himself the, the king of the world uh, and he decides to lock this state down again and close schools, I have a really bad feeling that people are going to go insane. Especially as Kenny was mentioning, it's a completely different vibe outstate, even as far away as I live. Uh, I, I just think people will go ballistic. I really, really do. Hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, look at, I mean, look at what's happening right now, especially in the inner city with kids not being in school. I mean, crime is absolutely through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that you can't say that has nothing to do with kids not being in school. I'm convinced it absolutely has everything to do with kids not being in school. Are we going to talk to Eric Mishy today? Yeah, I just sent him an email, and I'll let you know when he gets back to me, sir. 
uh, he's spinning counterclockwise down the Mississippi, in fact, raising he, uh, funds. He sent me a, an email late yesterday. He said, hey, Reavers, uh, I'm in Caruthersville tonight and leaving for Osceola first thing tomorrow morning to try to beat what appears to be two days of rain delusion. Oh, Car- Caruthersville? Caruthersville. Is that right? Caruthers- Did I, I say know. that right? Was um, he in Tennessee? I believe. Well, he'll tell us. I believe so, us. yes. I don't know what took so long for this to happen, uh, but Jamar Nelson, a spokesperson for Cup Foods, uh, told Jay Coles that the store's proprietor also owns three other businesses inside the extortion zone at 38th and Chicago, and mm-hmm. they're fire. They're they're gonna. They finally have sued. They've sued uh, Small Fry. They want really? the barrier. Yep. Yeah, they want the barriers down, and they want them down yesterday. Nelson said, "Cup Foods and other businesses are losing tens of thousands of dollars every month because crime has gone up inside the area that's blocked off, and customers do not feel as safe coming in here as they once did." Nelson mm-hmm. said the business owners want a dialogue with Jacob Fry and the Minneapolis City Council to come up with a plan to remove the barricades immediately. They cannot continue to watch crime rise in the blocked-off area with their eyes wide shut, Nelson said. If they don't do something and do it quickly, those stores and businesses will be gone because they will get fed up and leave. In a letter to Fry and the City Council, the attorney for the owner of Cup Foods said the city had created a lawless zone and businesses have suffered real financial losses as a, re- as a result of the city's negligence. The city, as a rule, does not comment on threatened litigation uh, filed or unresolved lawsuits. But this, I believe a suit has been, yeah, the, the uh, well, a lawsuit has been threatened. But again, this was just, we've, we've been on this since June 1st. This is just a lack of political leadership. Uh, you should have had those barriers down after about a week, if that, if that long. And it still hasn't happened. And don't tell me that's a peaceful zone. Yeah, right. Don't tell me that's peaceful. When you are preventing first responders from even getting in there, when a guy got beat up in his own car repair shop and they couldn't get to him fast enough, don't tell me that's peaceful. 38th in Chicago, you need forklifts in there. Get those barriers the hell out of there and open up for uh, normal life instead of being malignantly idle. Instead mm-hmm. of being a people in waiting. And what was what the, are you waiting for? What was the other story, too, where uh, they had to, was it a gunshot victim? And they had to drive him to a different area to be to be taken yeah, care yes. of? Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. And, and in the event you think it can't get worse. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Well, do you know, do you know I've said, I, I didn't wish it to be true, but it's developed to be true, that with each succeeding mayor... Of a, of a city mm-hmm. with tall buildings, you'll end up lamenting the loss of the previous mayor. Yep. I mean, right now, Chris Coleman is Winston Churchill compared to <laughs> Jacob Fry and, <laughs> and Melvin Carter. And Chris Coleman was dreadful. <laughs> dreadful. I, I know him personally. I love him. But, you know. Yeah, he's a friend of yours. He's a friend of mine. But come on. <laughs> Well, get this. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> you ready? Oh, Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon mayoral candidate Sarah Inneroni was spotted wearing a skirt emblazoned with the images of communist dictators Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, oh, as well no. as communist revolutionary Che Guevara. Oh, my God. This is Sarah Inneroni. 
who is currently leading Ted Wheeler, the current mayor, in the latest polls in Portland's mayoral race. Uh, This is from the Washington Examiner, but it's also in the New York Post and the Oregonian and and whatever. Uh, She is wearing a skirt depicting the images of Che Guevara, Joseph Stalin, and uh, Matze Tong. I'm a communist. This is the campaign manager for Sarah Inneron, who is up for election to become Portland's next mayor. She is currently polling double digits ahead of Ted Wheeler. Inneroni, who is running to replace Wheeler, a Democrat who trails by 11 points in a recent polling after he received 49% of the vote compared to Inneroni's 24% in a May runoff. Uh, Portland has been sieged, of course, following the death of George Floyd. A significant amount of violence has been carried out in the city by self-described anti-fascists, also known as Antifa, which is a group that Ione has vocally supported in the past. It's good to oppose fascism, Ayanna Roney told Fox News' Jesse Waters in September when asked why she refers to herself as the Antifa mayor. For weeks, we witnessed federal officers commit acts of violence against Portlanders in our streets, including shooting peaceful protesters, arresting protesters without cause, tear-gassing moms, and beating a Navy veteran, Ayanna Roney's website says. Before Trump's secret police left the city, that didn't happen, Portland's current mayor failed for months to prevent Portland's police from violently attacking journalists and protesters exercising their constitutional rights. The picture in question of that skirt was taken with Reverend Billy, whose spectacle of the absurd is to treat whatever it comes to town. I dressed flamboyantly that day in a skirt that features pop art, art that is meant to satirize the subjects. I don't buy it. While most Americans are focused on stopping COVID from taking our lives and jobs, some Internet commentators are focused on how I dressed during a performance art appearance. I am focused on winning a Green New Deal and housing for all Portlanders, not on false controversy meant to distract from real issues, I, I Anna Roney told the Washington Examiner. So Portland could very well end up with a mayor who was made the who who will make the failed Ted Wheeler look like uh, Winston Churchill? Wow! Oh, I've got so much to say on this. First of all, let's talk Wheeler. Wheeler has kowtowed and done everything he possibly can to kiss the ass of the the, the left out here and the yep. commies and Antifa yep. and all the other uh, all the other awful groups to his own demise mm-hmm. with said groups. Mm-hmm. So they're, even though he's done everything they've asked and more, he's still not good enough, so they're going to pull him out of there. As for the violence, the so-called violence that the police have, have uh, done to these protesters, it's only after they've been egged on and provoked yep. and pushed to the limit. And, of course, then uh, Unicorn Riot and Tifa and all of these, they get the video they need, and then they edit it to, to their means and purposes and then they release it to make it look like the cops are bad when in fact they are the evil doers bringing on this reaction from authorities evil doer <laughs> evil doers well my point is that uh unless minneapolis comes to its senses you're going to get somebody loonier than jacob fry and what's funny there is a uh, there's a big block of the left, former liberals, who are vehemently opposed 
to what is happening in Portland right now. All of the left isn't on board with this noisy, small group of radicals. Mm -hmm. You you know, and, and, and they're trying to fight back, but it's, you know, it's like, Fighting back a boulder, I don't know, rolling down a hill. I think I think Mayor Lisa Bender would actually do a pretty good job running the city in a couple of years, don't you guys? <laughs> oh my God, it's headed that way, Reavers. Uh, uh, shame on you for thinking that, but you know what? You're probably right. That's exactly who would be the next mayor. We've had the you answer. Know? We've had the answer provided for us uh, earlier this spring by Joe Anthony. Uh, you need a petition on the ballot to restructure the way the city is governed to make it a weak city council and a strong mayor. Because right now, the mayor is a cheerleader without portfolio. He can be vetoed by the city council. So you've got these incompetent people who've never done anything. They've never managed. They've never hired. They've never fired. They've never budgeted. They're weak in finance. They're weak in law. They're weak in everything it would take to run a big city, but they have the control. Lisa Bender is the president of the Minneapolis City Council. They have the control. So you need a a weaker city council and a stronger mayor, but the whole key to that puzzle would be to go find yourself a mayor who will be strong. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk to Eric Mishy coming up, aren't we? Yes, we are, sir. Uh, Eric is uh, is a good man who's uh, taking his life in his hands, uh, taking a uh, very inadequate pontoon boat <laughs> down the Mississippi, uh, trying to bring attention to Spare Key Foundation, which provides medical assistance to families and uh, suffering financial stress because of medical problems. Let's be honest, Joe. There's people with uh, checkbooks with nice big fat bank accounts that have tried to pay him off just to get him off the river. Right, right. But he won't do it. No. <laughs> how about this part? I got to read you. I gotta he read won't you. get off the river. I, how about this one? Uh, one of the challenges right now on the lower river is the water levels are at historic lows, and the harvest has begun. What this means is that toes are now driving in the center of a small channel that i have to try to navigate in and around it also means that my ability to tie up on the shoreline is becoming compromised and i think i blew out my transducer transducer yeah that's just his depth finder thing okay so that makes trying tying up on the shoreline even more challenging today i pull up and park the raft along a rock shoreline in Caruthersville. My hope is that when I get there tomorrow morning, it's all in one piece. It's probably Caruthersville, but oh, has anyone bothered to look up what state that is? Caruthersville. Uh-huh. I'll do it right now. Here's why, what I want to know from Eric today. I think his his vessel has become the story. And, oh, and, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's drawn the attention to him because it's an inadequate vessel. And, and there's got to be a part of him that knows that. In other words, if if Rapid Marine uh, would say, "Look, uh, we want we want to take a a 25 foot fully equipped pontoon boat down to Eric Mishy with modern power and electric controls and navigation and the whole thing," and a, and a he'd captain. probably reject it. Yeah, yeah. You're right because yeah, that is would. that's part of the charm. Because now the story is, can this guy make it in this Dudley Do Right piece of junk? <laughs> Uh, Carothersville <laughs> is in southern Missouri. He's trying to head to Osceola, which is in Tennessee, on his way to Memphis. 
Dudley Do-Right piece of junk. Well, last week he was trying to get to Memphis. He's gone 10 feet in a week. Well, but well. remember, he did take a couple of days off. I think it was this week where he was going to stay in town or wherever he, wherever he parked for a couple of days. Boys were fact-based, and Mike wants us to know, uh, Governor Purpich called out the National Guard in 1985 related to the Hormel yeah. workers' strike. Yep, P.S., ask Reavers to leave some meatloaf because everybody wants some. <laughs> Sorry. Reavers put a picture of the meatloaf. Oh, yeah. Here, I got another thing for you. Yep. I got something else for you. You know what that guy just you. did? Such, you don't even know it. That guy just slipped in a Van Halen lyric. <laughs> Who did? Everybody wants some. I oh! want some, too. Bravo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope this becomes a my, thing. My hat's off to you, sir. <laughs> well, well uh, here's from the chief. Good day, Mr. Mayor. Joe, I'm petitioning you as a loyal citizen of Garage Logic to direct Reavers to stay away from White Bear Lake. The RC, my residential consultant, and I enjoy our <laughs> weekly trips up and down 61, which for us serves as downtown GL. He already depletes the stock of borderline iconic Foghorn. Then. Okay, hold on. Foghorn. Reavers. He already depletes the stock of borderline iconic meatloaf each time he visits the grunt if hoarding if his hoarding habit is allowed to continue pretty soon the minnesotan will be left only with a hippodrome t-shirt the showroom at ecofun will have nothing but yeah. pink atvs and the flashlight yeah. ale at frats will be emptier than the vegetable drawer in kenny's fridge <laughs> yep if yep. today I make my weekly pre-scramble <laughs> stop into Elevated and learn that they're out of harmony because Reavers has it all in his trunk, I'm bringing a step stool from Fratelloni's down to the station so I can pull his chill boys over his head. <laughs> top hat, the chief, the chief weighing in, talking about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats in Hugo. It's right on the north side of Hugo on Highway 61, and uh, you know the place and you know the drill. It's a... Uh, it's become the GLers' go-to meat palace. It's, you know what it is? It's meat entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's meat entertainment. And Re uh, Reavers, you have to take a break. You are depriving your uh, fellow citizens of Gumption County from getting their meatloaf, their brats, their steaks, their chicken press, because you go in there like a hoarder with a couple of hundred bucks, and then you yeah. haul all that back yeah. to your other suburban yeah. dwelling, yep. and nobody yeah. up there has any meatloaf left, but that's not true. Yes, city at creep, Reavers. That's <laughs> they're what you making, are. Uh, they're making plenty of meatloaf, and uh, 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 to, just to meet the demands of GLer, Spencer has finally got the go-ahead and all the... Permitting he needs to add on that 2,500 additional square feet for all the delicious, delicious products that GLers want, including that thick-cut sliced bacon and ham and the new Philly patty and the Bloody Mary brat and your brat. And uh, it's the place to be, ladies and gentlemen. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right at the uh, north end of downtown Hugo, right on Highway 61. Wow, if only we could air that on the on the actual show. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you on the air now? Challenge of self-esteem. What? What? What a moment we just had off the air when Joe thought we were on the air. Yeah, that happens once in a while. You get I did a whole bit. So let me tell you about our friends at the Chill Boys. I got a great email, and Joe, you nailed it. The Chill Boys are going to end up getting Grunhoffered. Listen to this. I got this from Randy. Hey, Reeves. As much as I have personally enjoyed the comfort of Chill Boys boxers myself, I have also enjoyed sharing them with others. 
so that okay, they Chris? can discover. I was laughing so hard I got. I'm not sharing my chill boys with anybody. So that they can discover the comfort as well. I just set up the entire staff at my favorite Lake Street restaurant with a dozen of the Reavers endorsed performance boxers. Wow, that is awesome. I'm pretty yeah. confident their amazing food will now even taste better. Fun to support a GL sponsor and share the Chill Boys comfort with a Lake Street restaurant. Keep pushing back, Randy. Randy, thank you so much for placing that order at chillboys.com and taking care of other people that take care of him. Check them out. They have wonderful, comfortable boxers, boxer briefs, also a cool selection of T-shirts and sunglasses. They are a great local Minnesota company, and they will ship fast and free in the entire United States on orders that are over $40. Do what Randy did. Place your order and let them know that you heard about it right here on the GL Podcast. We're on the air, Such. Let me ask you something. (laughs) When I was telling you I had an email I wanted to read you, but first uh, I wanted you to play my clumsy attempt to yep. do an ad for the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing years ago. Yep. yep. Was yeah. that all was I were we off that the air a, when I was That yeah. was off. I think that was, was all off. off the air? You know, I'm going to defend and, you. Go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. And then <sighs> and then you launched into a, a, a very informative letter about the term hobo. Yeah. Right, because and you read I read the whole thing. And you you're reading the whole thing and I'm going, "Joe, uh, and then finally I just realized, okay, he's not going to do this on the air, so he just wants to inform us. That's nice." No, I thought I was on the air and I was telling you about an email I want to read you because you guys have given me so much grief about that that former client called the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. And I said, Reeves, do you still have that? And you said yes, Mm -hmm. but you were having trouble finding it. So I said, okay, while you're looking for that, let me tell you that a number of, now are we on the air? Can I do this now? Well, let me me defend you really quick. Let me defend you really quick, because I think what happened was we got a little tied up because we were going to chat with Mishy, and yep. I said, hey, he's tied up with a, a towboat situation. We're going to have to call him a little bit later. So yeah. I think that threw off your timing. I think that's what happened. Either that or the medicine. <laughs> I have no medicine. Right. Yesterday we were talking about hobos, and my intuition was correct. I called them migrants. And uh, here's from Howard who writes, uh, many emailers weighed in. A hobo is a migrant worker or homeless vagrant, especially one who is impoverished. The term originated in the western, probably northwestern U.S. around 1890. Unlike a tramp who works only when forced to and a bum who does not work at all, a hobo is a traveling worker. The National Hobo Museum is in Britt, Iowa, and I've been through it. I had a lot of road time in a former job, not as much as Charles Kuralt, but I got around. The Hobo Museum is as interesting as much as a curiosity can be and worth stopping if you happen to be driving through. And uh, I said, uh, thinking I was on the air, I have great friends who own a bank in Britt, Iowa, and they're very familiar and supporters of the Hobo Museum, the National Hobo Museum in Britt, Iowa. But that was all to to, uh, provide Reavers some time to find uh, uh, the difficulty, the ad that uh, demonstrates the difficulty I had with an outfit called American Institute for Non-Destructive Testing. And I wanted you to play that so that I could then read you this amazing email. All right, let's get the segment started. All right, you want the ad right yes, now? Yes, this, okay. is, this is what the emailer is referring to. 
brash and aggressive, but still willing to laugh at ourselves when it's necessary. 1500 ESPN. Uh-oh. What are you giggling about over there? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. It's yeah. called the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. You're wondering, what does that mean? I wondered the same thing, too. You know, technology. It's a school based in Baxter, up near Brainerd. They have tremendous placement rate success. They, uh... <laughs> it combines class... <laughs> it's a school? It's an online account. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sure. Wi-Fi powered. It's four months of online training. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's we a good deal because you don't graduate. That, oh, I would Listen. have trouble with this. <laughs> I know, but you don't go graduate to trainingndt.com. Trainingndt.com. Let me go. cut to the chase. Right. Learn how to use radiography, ultrasonic, magnetic particle inspection methods, among others, to ensure the safety and quality and integrity of America's aging infrastructure, including aircraft, bridges, refineries, and pipelines. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be saddled with extraordinary college debt. Nope. Go online now to trainingndt.com and introduce yourself to the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. In all seriousness, this uh, puts GLers out on the field with, you know, technology and stuff. <laughs> All right, you mockeries. Listen to this. Okay. You ready? All right. Yep. All right. Joe, I owe you a debt of gratitude that I've not repaid, but I'd like to do so now. If you read this on the air, I'm Chuck from Alabama, as I can't directly reveal what I do for a living. Five years ago, I was floundering. I had made a decision to retool my professional life. I had been in sales for about 20 years, and frankly, I wasn't enjoying it. At the time, I still had kids who were in grade school and 15-plus years of work life ahead of me. What to do? At a very critical time in my life, you were doing ads for the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. I never knew anything like it existed until my wife and I heard about it from you on GL. I think a lot of people struggle in life to figure out what they're good at and then find a way to make that their vocation. At least that had been the case for me. I knew I wanted to make the most of my mechanical aptitude and to fulfill my need to make a difference. My wife heard the ads for uh, American Institute for Non-Destructive Testing and encouraged me to check it out. NDT started me on a path that has had some bumps, twists, and turns, but it has been fulfilling. It was definitely a one-step-back-for-two-steps-forward situation for the first couple of years, but I've never felt so lucky and blessed. I'm pleased to report to you five years later that I am gainfully and happily employed doing inspection work. Wow. I, I better I better leave off what he said because he said he didn't want that known. Sure. Uh, that is professionally and personally satisfying. I am especially satisfied because I also feel it's an opportunity to serve my country. I wish I could expand on that, but I can't. I know it takes a lot of people to get ads out over broadcast media, account execs, copywriters, programming managers, technical directors, etc. But yours was the voice that delivered the message. Please pass along my thanks to all. You need to know that what you do has a real and deep impact on people's lives. Thanks again. Chuck from Alabama. Wow. Uh, You know, that's great. Yep. Joe. Yeah. uh, Joe. um, Yeah. Could you uh, get me in touch with the uh, American Institute for Non-Destructive Testing, please? They're great people. They're great people. And I am not joking. 
Oh, oh I, I, once I got the hang of what they were doing, I, I got it. But then, uh, you know, I, I wonder if maybe they should be brought back. I wonder if that ad in particular was the one he heard and went, you know. No, you guys added stuff to that after. That's not what you heard that day on the radio. You guys added the technology and stuff. Yeah, we had to add the bells and whistles to really jazz it up. Right, right, right. And yesterday I was wondering what uh, BR means because Bert said he and the BR uh, went for uh, a walk down on the river bed like I wanted to do. Yeah. He said BR stands for Blonde Reckoning. She is blonde, and it oh. is her to whom I reckon and ah. gladly have for many years. It's like your she who strikes great fear, except the BR falls in the hot, crazy matrix sweet spot. <laughs> She's a big fan of yours also. Uh, I do so enjoy when the lads mock you for your var- uh, various worthy interests. And then some of us GLers are prompted to write in and defend you, as well as call the staff names and to call their masculinity into question. What fun. No one rules these streets but me. Is that a Van Halen lyric? Yep. Uh, nobody rolls. I don't. I. I can't tell you. Is it? <laughs> no one rules so, these streets but me. Kenny, Bert. as much fun as we had doing this, if the emailers start doing this, that's going to be even oh, better. God. And I listened to the podcast yesterday, and I'm so disappointed in myself because I heard three or four references in there where I could have slipped in, like when we were talking about uh, Halloween costumes. You know, what about a what about a sexy teacher costume? I've always oh. been hot for teacher. Oh yeah, yeah. I've always been hot yeah. for teacher. Yeah. We Hail have the Royce flashlight the king. Oh, sorry. Do we? Uh we'll, we'll go ahead and read that email and then we'll I'll call Roycey. Hail the flashlight thing. Well, here's your weekly update from my communications class, aka the class to make you the most uh, literate barista. This week we decided to critique <laughs> the Lion King from the point of view of queer theory. Our teacher went on a 15-minute monologue about the injustices of the characteristics of this children's movie. Some of the key points made were that Disney animated the evil lion to have gay characteristics. Uh, The evil lion is animated darker because society thinks darker-skinned people are evil. And how the good lion is built more masculine to teach kids masculinity is good. I know for a fact that when I watched this movie as a kid, none of this was on my radar. I can't wrap my head around why nothing in 2020 is safe. This innocent Disney movie made for youngsters is now being attacked for promoting toxic masculinity and homophobia. Also, earlier in my email, I mentioned that we were critiquing using queer theory. I didn't realize this word was politically correct now, so maybe a euphorian who listens but doesn't want to admit it to their neighbor knows when this word became acceptable. Signed, Larry from Nebraska. Not not his real name, but he's been keeping us informed about his communication class at a major institute of uh, the failed academy. Let's go uh, get Patrick, please. It's campaign season, and here come the negative ads. The biggest negative ad is the one coming from your insurance company. Talk about negative. Captive insurance agencies increase your premium every six months. The Canopy Group is an independent insurance agency. We only offer 12-month policies, not six-month policies that can increase premiums twice a year. At the Canopy Group... We promise to give clients the best coverage for the best price year after year. Our annual review guarantees it. We have 16 companies and 30 professionals. So as your needs change, we'll make sure to conduct a thorough review of your home and auto insurance with all 16 companies. We'll do the shopping for you. When you receive that next insurance premium in the mail, remember you deserve options. Vote for the Canopy Group. To vote for the Canopy Group and to get a quote on your home and auto insurance, call 800 
967-338-9 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Pat? Yes, Joe? My hopes for a Tampa Bay-San Diego World Series have been dashed. I'm not worried about losing San Diego, of course, uh, but I, I would like to see the Rays win today. Garrett Cole pitching on uh, short rest. He's never done that, so I have hope that he won't be as sharp and that the Rays... We'll uh, use about nine different pitchers and shut down the Yankees and beat them five or four. That's okay. what my hope is. All right. I think I think there's an outside possibility, but I can't worry about that. You know. You got something else? I haven't played golf all year, right? You haven't played for the years. So I know the water called me up. He's got a tea time at Edina. Rose coming over. Oh. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna what go a play boy. this afternoon. I'm gonna go play this afternoon. That a boy. Are you gonna play? <laughs> I can't. Royce, that was wonderful. What is he doing to me? <laughs> you don't think Reavers put, put me up to that? So Pat, yesterday <laughs> the rook, the rook said, "You know, a guy like me, this glorious stretch of weather we've had, I might play two rounds of golf on Friday." <laughs> Man alive. By the way, I know another person who plays at the course you play at and Brett broke your ankle. What? Uh, uh, I know another person. You broke your ankle, right? Yeah, yep. Wherever you broke your ankle. Yep. I know another person who plays at a course that you play occasionally. Yep. He says that there's going to be many casualties with the new remodeling that has been done as, they, as this place tries to uh, re. re uh, recapture some uh, tradition it's it's in the hands of a, a mad insane architect and uh <laughs> there's places on the course where uh you get to be my age i'm going to say the hell with it i'm taking a penalty stroke <laughs> <laughs> and he's mid-60s in great shape and he can't walk up the hill <laughs> you got to be a sherpa to do some of that stuff <laughs> <laughs> the hell you know, with them you know what happened they, they built these golf courses in the 1920s and then trees grew you know what's wrong with a tree here and there right i and like then, a tree and then they made some other changes to make it better yeah they improved it through the years and now all these morons are going back to uh 1820 or some damn well it's a place i call windy ranch acres <laughs> Not a tree for as far as you can see. Just the wind howling across the plain. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But I'm in a damn good mood today, I'll tell you that. Why is that, Patrick? Because I know. Oh, God, the phone's going out again. <laughs> I know. I know that even a guy in his mid-70s, as mm-hmm. I am, oh my God! Yes, by the Pat. way. Uh, <laughs> Pat, is Saturday, today your birthday? No, next Saturday. Next not, Saturday. Not, not tomorrow. The week week from tomorrow. Pat, from wh- tomorrow. where are you right now? 
I'm uh, at a lake in Minneapolis. Well, you're 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 fine right now, but you got to find a spot and stand still. Hello, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yes, that's that's good. <laughs> okay, we're good. Yeah, there right we go. Now. There we go. I'm holding that phone right to my fat mouth. That's what you got to do. That's how they work. That's right. But I wanted to say, yes, at a guy in his mid seventies, I now know I don't have to even a fat guy in his mid seventies, which I am. Uh, even a fat guy in his mid seventies doesn't have to worry about COVID anymore. It's it's basically a enterprise to have it. And it well, and, uh, uh, all you need is path. private transportation. Path. All you need is private trans private transportation path. to one of the world's greatest path. Surrounded by eight doctors, and things will be fine. Pat. If you're some 75 seriously, you're you're going Scotland on us. You gotta we didn't hear a word you, you said in the last what not minutes. one word you just said was legible or audible. Terrible. <laughs> The last thing we heard is your phone was up to your mouth, and then everything after that was gone. <laughs> I don't get it. How is it now? There you now go. it's good. I think what you were saying is I'm that saying, uh, you just have a... That guy in his mid-70s. Here we go. Right. I've been a little worried about COVID. Yep. But I'm not worried anymore. Okay. Because I know it's kind of a... It's, it's almost a healthy, refreshing experience I've discovered. And all you need is to be uh, flown privately to a world-famous hospital and have seven or eight guys uh, uh, work around you. You have great doctors work around you constantly. Right. And you can be not a problem. (laughs) In fact, I'm driving down Glenwood here. If I see some 75-year-old guy walking and... You know, down the street, and I'm saying, hey, remember, you get that COVID, just call up Walter Reed and tell him to come pick you up. You'll be fine. Yep. Or be Willis good. Reed, or Willis Reed Hospital. Or Wilford Brimley Hospital. Wilford Brimley Hospital. So now I understand something a little better. I thought you were standing still by a lake. You're driving in a car. No, I am standing still by a lake, but now I have gone out of the car. Maybe that has prevented it from... Uh, there we go. From uh, causing static or some damn thing. Am I uh, good now? Very good. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Royce's appearance well. brought to us by T-Mobile. <laughs> Royce, well, you know what happens tomorrow in the st- because I'm on the oh. rise. <laughs> good luck, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, Royce, tomorrow, pheasant opener tomorrow in Minnesota. Royce, oh boy, oh, care man. to come up? I've got a single shot 410. I can loan you. <laughs> Take you for a like trip the, around the country. I like the double barrel a little better because in case I miss leaning against There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Second time. Yeah. Am I disappearing again? I don't know what to do. No, well, no. why don't you... Uh, Actually, no, you know what it is, Joe? Much what? like we were talking about Eric Mishy, the charm now of his trip is the ding-ding vessel. That's mm-hmm. the charm of the Roycey appearance is the fading cell phone connection. I like it. I think it adds character to the segment. Well, we ain't changing it, that's for sure. <laughs> this is a fine... This is an expensive cell phone. It's fine. You know, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Uh, but people keep complaining to me, so that means they're trying to listen 
Keep trying. That's our, uh, that's that's our right. motto here. Keep trying. Don't Maybe let the next. don't let the signal ruin and take over your life like COVID, right? <laughs> that's right. Next week. Next Wait week it might work. Just yeah. listen in. Come yeah. On. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you? Did, did the Vikings have any chance whatsoever Sunday no. night? No. Okay, I just wanted to hear it. Uh, very, very small. Although Seattle's defense statistically is horrendous, but they do. They are blessed with the best quarterback in the NFL. He so is good. That does make a difference, Russell Wilson. Yes. I was pleased you know to see Russell, the Bears man? beat Tampa. Boy, they had to work hard to do it. Uh, yep. At, uh, that, uh, that was not impressive. How about Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, not knowing it was fourth down? I was shocked when I yeah. saw that. Wow. And didn't admit it after the game either. Well, and Arian stuck up for him, saying that uh, yeah. he, he knew what down it was. Uh, no, the whole country saw him with four fingers <laughs> up. Pulled up four fingers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, don't don't uh, don't get at him too hard as Giselle Giselle will go after you on all her social media sites. Yes, she will. Protective of her uh, of her quarterback, but uh, the Bears stink. The Vikings are going to beat the Bears twice and the Lions twice, guaranteed. You got my personal guarantee. Really, the Bears stink. Yes. So that's 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 my view of football this week. So all right, anyhow. very good. All right, thank you, High sir. High school tonight, Joe. If you oh, didn't have yeah. a bad hey, Creighton is opening their season tomorrow afternoon at uh, at Northwestern Bible College. Really? Out there in uh, in Roseville, uh, North University of Northwestern now. But uh, yeah, I, I imagine all those Christians will be down there trying to proselytize those Catholics when they show up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't they play at St. Thomas as per their custom? I think Good maybe St. Thomas has got COVID. Uh, issues that they're oh. not maybe i that would be my guess but st right. thomas doesn't want them so. all right very good we'll check in with you later uh yes yes uh-huh. and what we get three or four minutes out of ten we were okay that's fine okay, <laughs> See good enough good uh-huh. enough it's a pretty good batting average <laughs> you know the the emailers uh have begged me uh, to do something about that uh, but I can't. It's it's too. Uh, oh, we anticipate it too much. Yes. <laughs> hey, get this. Plus, it doesn't slow him down. I mean, he just keeps barreling through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are we gonna do? We are still on. Just so dear you know. Mr. Dear Mr. Souchere. Oh, my, <laughs> my name is Andrea Lodovicetti. Oh. I'm an award-winning director from Italy who has been living for years between Europe and the U.S. First of all, I'd like to inform you that I know I'm probably wasting your time and or maybe this is not your field in the press industry and or maybe you just don't care. But please read at least the next sentence before throwing out this message, since I know this is just a pointless open letter from one of the millions of dreamers in the planet Earth. At the very end of the message, you will find my personal recipe for a real carbonara. Yes, I'm a pretty good cook. It means that though I'm probably bothering you, at least the end of the day, you've got something pretty good anyway. And she wants me to know she worked for the Academy Award winner director Paolo Sorrentino for his movie L'Amico de Familia and the Keynes Film Festival. Uh, I don't know what the hell she, I don't know what this is. It's, I don't uh, know what, what pro- this is. It's probably a spam email. I think I'm uh, going to hit the, the trash barrel uh, icon. I think it's there. probably too late. Whatever virus was attached is firmly <laughs> right. ensconced in your hard drive by now. Right. No, no. I think it was just one of my Italian fans. Ah, I see. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Uh, any shot with Mishy? Let's, uh, let's take a quick pause, and I'll see if I can track him down. How's All that right. Sound? Here we go. 
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Eric Mishy on the SS Hail Mary. A uh, very inadequate pontoon boat. Oh, come on! <laughs> Near, uh, where are you, Carothersville? Uh-oh. Are you still there? Gotcha. Yes, sir. Are you? Right. I'm here. Are I'm you okay? Here. I'm fine. I, we got we got past the tow boat. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Man, Patrick. Oh, I see. Except, Bart, is our shit Okay. Huh? <laughs> Eric, you're breaking up. Yeah, you know what? I may have a bad connection here, Joe. This yeah. may be a bad place here. So this, I'm here, but I don't know how long I'm going to be. This goes uh-huh. along with the the leaky pontoons oh, yeah. and the spinning yeah. counterclockwise. And the, me, uh, now Eric, the transducer is broken. Eric, can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, I'm speculating that the boat itself... Uh, has become as much of part of the story as anything. In other words, if you were offered a brand new, fully uh, outfitted pontoon boat with navigational equipment and what have you, and a reliable motor, would you would you refuse that? No, somebody won't catch me any motor in South Oh, <laughs> it's that desperate. You hear that, that Nelson Green? Huh? Right. You hear that Nelson Green? I mean, what what fool other than the one that's on the raft now would turn something like that down? No, yeah. it's uh, yeah. So the short answer is, you know, uh, you're right. The raft is really become the big part of the story here. You know, it's, I it's lost not a raft. My, the, the raft. I lost my uh, depth finder yesterday. I think the, the transducer may have gotten knocked off. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the water levels here in this part of the river are at historic lows right now. I'll be and, darned. Uh, that's creating some significant issues for both, obviously, barge traffic, but also for guys on raft. And right. so trying it's to figure out yeah, the pontoon. Pontoon the, boat. Yeah, the the pontoon you. boat. You, yep, you it's not tubes. You're not going to give me anything here. So, no, I'm not. No. on a pontoon with a garden shed on top. That's yes. right. I want you to at least get the terms down before the that's, trip's over. That's what okay. it is. So, it's a pontoon boat with a garden shed. Garden with a garden shed, shed on it and a couple of motors. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, I was talking to my son, Owen, this morning, who helped build this thing, and I said, you know, the raft is, you know, the, the, the part that you all built is, is holding up well. You know, the part that somebody built 52 years ago, not, and so, um, uh-huh. you know, we're, we're headed to Ophiola, so I'll get there probably in an hour and a half. Nice. Okay. Yep. And we'll get to Memphis. Yep. <laughs> Eric. Oh, yeah. We've got to be able to say goodbye to him. We can't leave it, like this. Oh. Eric. Yeah, did I lose you? Yes, but uh, listen, it's all for, it's called Hope on the River. Just go to hopeontheriver.com. Is that correct? Got it. You guys telling everybody. Uh-huh. I'll see you later. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's but see, the that. problem is, is it either cell phone loss or is he getting swamped by a barge buoy? No, I, I, it's it's uh, it's cell phone loss. I don't. I don't like right. the karma of not being able to say goodbye. I'm, I'm it with, doesn't yeah. sit right with me well, because yeah. now we have to, the whole weekend's got to go by and we got to worry well, about it. I exchange them. emails okay, quiet, with him regularly. Quiet. Yeah. quiet. Eric? He's not, Eric. He's not there, Joe. Yeah, yeah he's Goodbye, gone. Eric. <laughs> we <laughs> love you, life. Eric. <laughs> please, please stay safe. Please. People, he's on a mission from God and he's not kidding. He is raising money for families who have medical expenses they can't handle his foundation is called spare key and because he was having trouble meeting people in person because of covid restrictions he dreamed up this scheme to draw attention to the need these families face he's got himself a a, a pontoon boat that you wouldn't go fishing on in lake phelan and he's uh, <laughs> heading down the river on the thing and it's uh, uh it's called the mission is called hope on the river mm-hmm. uh please donate they did wonderful work at uh, ecofund motorsports for example donating thousands of dollars from glers who purchased equipment at ecofund over the month of september it's all uh, going to a great cause i know eric this is this is all on the up and up uh, this is all uh, the work of a very good guy and he's He's trying to replenish his Spare Key Foundation funds so he can help these families in medical distress. And why don't we come back shortly with the scramble? Or do it right now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get out of here. Thank God today is Friday. T-G-T-I. It is, and it's brought to us by our friends at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Two locations in South Minneapolis, the home of Kenny Olson, and, for now anyway, and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street. I stopped in at that store the other day after my run to Grunhoffers. It is such a beautiful location at Highway 61 and 4th Street. And also take advantage of their delivery program. If you are inside of the 694-494 loop, a $5.99 flat fee will get that goods to your door. And typically it happens within an hour. And while you're at it, go into Elevated and ask for Harmony Spirits like the Chief's going to and not pull my chill boys over my head when they're uh, if, if they're out. But uh, Harmony Spirits is the official official spirits of Garage Logic with that beautiful tasting room down in Harmony, Minnesota. It's going to be an absolutely gorgeous weekend. Stop in there. They're going to be open all weekend long and sample some of their fantastic spirits, including the bourbon, the whiskey, the rum, which is spectacular. Uh, great guys and very, very proud of their spirits and their partnership with us here in Garage Logic. Check them out on Twitter as well. They have a very active Twitter account that has a really cool fall menu that you can uh, create some craft cocktails of your own at home thanks to our friends at harmony spirits joe well boys uh what do you got what do you got lined up for the big weekend with that hobbled uh with that hobbled it, ankle it's going to be so great this afternoon that even patrick is going to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know i gotta dust off the clubs boy he loves to troll doesn't he he just mm-hmm. loves to troll yeah, but you put him up to I, it by I, him I, saying are you playing joe i, I really would i really yeah. had to <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not. I missed the best week of fall golf in the history of Minnesota. Well, maybe you could head on over to Fratelloni's and maybe do some home projects over the weekend instead. Oh, God, he gets so much of my money. It's incredible. <laughs> 
this was actually the first week out of my life, I think, in the last, well, since March, that I didn't go over to frats at least three times a day, three times a week, and spend about three grand. (laughs) Just amazing. It's It's a nice break getting away from frat for a week. (laughs) Well, boys, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. You too, brah. Hey, don't forget, GLers, to download that PodMN app. It's a wonderful, wonderful device, and you can get updates the second that I get done posting each and every single one of the Garage Logic episodes. There's also a really cool uh, giveaway program that they have in there where you can win some really cool Garage Logic merchandise. Pod MN. You can download in both your Google and Apple stores. Pod MN. Listen local. Hey, have a great weekend. We'll catch you on Monday on the GL Podcast.